the vital way. Where ancient wisdom meets the cutting edge to optimize your vitality and performance. There are no right ways, just better ways. Hey guys, welcome back to the vital way. We are here once again, me and Zang, Christopher, for episode number two. And in this episode, we're going to talk a bit more about Zane. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the first one, it will probably, you know, go, go a little bit all over the place once again, as happens. But uh, folks bit about Zane and uh, some other ideas around the company and what we stand for, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, Zane, what was your introduction to the herbs? How did you get into it in the first place? Well, you should was know this because it was <laughs> you, of course. Uh, Logan. What was the specifics? Because I don't remember. Well... I had no idea about any of this stuff for a long time, well into my 20s. Um, I'm 31 now. So Logan actually um, asked me if you I... you guys don't know, I'm a trendsetter. <laughs> he, he had an extra ticket because his girlfriend did not couldn't make it to this longevity conference and asked mm. me if I wanted to go because I live down in Costa Mesa where it took place. It's, it's with David Wolf. It's... We mentioned him last time, was one of the guys that introduced me to the concept of herbs, but a big conference, which I still went to earlier this year, probably keep going. Uh, not only him, they have a bunch of different great speakers, a yeah. lot of cutting edge information. Dave Asprey was there last yeah. time. Uh, the Bulletproof Executive, all kinds of different guys, which uh, it, it really does kind of cover what we talk about in our tagline for this, the ancient wisdom and the cutting edge. You get a pretty good mix of the different yeah. things and uh, a lot of quality information. Yeah, you guys should really check it out if you're you're getting into this stuff. There's just so much information you can get there, which is what happened to me. I show up and I'm like, what is all this crap? I've never <laughs> seen or no one's ever showed me this before. And I was just like blown over, so confused. <laughs> and the bathroom smelled so bad because everyone was detoxing. Because they had such good stuff there, but that's my first impression with herbs <laughs> and, like, hippie feel-good stuff, and it was awesome. It was one of the best times I had. I bought a book. I consumed the book after that. It was you on, ate the book? No, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was on um, Donna Gates' uh, Body Ecology Diet. Body Ecology Diet, which... Good book. Fermented foods that introduced me to fermented foods and that pretty much changed everything yeah. after that I was hooked and learning a lot and and uh, It just started improving physically myself a lot more my brain worked better uh, And physically like everything just got easier. You I'm were run already running at the I'm time. A, I'm a runner by nature so I, I do the strength stuff, he does the endurance stuff. I do, yeah, and so... The long, boring stuff. <laughs> I give him a lot of shit about stuff. it. <laughs> he enjoys it, you know, that, that's the thing. There are different strokes for different people. You know, I, I don't have that long of a attention span. He enjoys running. By all means, you got, you got to do what you enjoy, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or find ways to enjoy something. Right. Yeah. Well, that the, 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 the way I see it with... Fitness. Let's just go with that. You know, there, there's so many opportunities out there. Remember in my last call, we were talking about uh, how I was bodybuilding when I started out, right? Not getting any sort of results. That was the only thing I was exposed body to. Body sculpting. 
<laughs> I was I was trying to do something and it wasn't very successful. But that's the thing. That was the only thing that I knew existed, right? And I tell people these days, you know, if I had to run an hour on a treadmill each day in order to be fit, I wouldn't do it either. It just doesn't work for me. But I, I wouldn't do that either. I'm sorry, I'm yeah. a runner, but I I <laughs> never stuff. run on runners. Unless you have a treadmill desk, that's a little bit different. But another topic. But my my point is, you got to find something you enjoy doing physical, and then go from there and there's there are so many things out there and most people have no clue yeah well i think it's actually getting a little bigger now oh definitely We're definitely spreading out more seeing that the working there's... out one muscle at a time doesn't really equate with <laughs> longevity or functionality um but so yeah started exploring that once i started actually trying the herbs um, there were a few that really boosted my performance. Shilajit like um, is probably, if I had to pick one herb, that would be the herb like I would pick for the rest of my life. Um, probably not a bad one to go with. It's not a bad one. It's a Considering so that they say like, oh, you, you eat like a... Uh, kilogram of this, you'll live five years longer. Well, do you remember those numbers? Yeah. <laughs> Came across some old Ayurvedic information that was saying for every some odd amount of this that you eat, you will live another year. <laughs> I start eating more. Um, <laughs> no, I know that the fact that they say that if you even take it once in your life, your life will be that much better afterwards. <laughs> which, a, yeah, that, that's saying something. It's saying something because you don't really hear that from a cheeseburger. <laughs> Well, the fact of the matter well, is that right? you probably won't only take it once. After you take it once, you'll be like, what is this stuff? Yeah. I need to take more. Well, so Logan described how it was, they call it destroyer of weakness. They also call it the conqueror of mountains. And I have intimate experience with that because I do a lot of mountaineering. And like Shilajit is exactly what it says it is. I don't know where they got that, but... Um, it helps you immensely in hiking situations and that kind of stuff. And that's why I really like the pitch that we sell because it's very transportable too, as compared to taking a bunch of powders with you while you're out and it's kind of stuff. hard to mess with spoons and stuff. Whereas yeah, exactly. that, but you just generally throw a bit in your mouth and yep. keep on trekking. Exactly. And it gives you a little boost when you need it, but you'll just, it's the stamina upkeep that it can provide. Mm -hmm. And I've had other experiences like getting a couple hours of sleep and no, I got no sleep driving up from LA to Santa Cruz, six hour drive, no sleep, did a 10K the next day, barefoot, and my first barefoot race. And we mentioned, and, doesn't just run long distances, but barefoot, <laughs> like fully barefoot, not even vibrams, like barefoot. Barefoot, over anything. Including concrete and, and glass sometimes. <laughs> I've only stepped on glass once in three years, so yeah. that's saying something. Um, How many needles now? <laughs> Hopefully not. Unless but, they're filled with shield. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not, uh, um but like that, I took the shilajit I attribute the most to being like I did really well for considering the conditions with taking shilajit for that. Um, but then also pine pollen, I would say that was the other big one because that just transformed everything. It's so amazing. So much nutrition. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I'm really happy to take that every single day. Um, but yeah, so once the herbs got in, it just, that was the fittest. Whenever I'm in the best shape of my life, it's always when I'm on a very good regimen of herbs, ironically, too. So by regimen, you mean taking things regularly or? Taking things regularly. Consistency is huge with herbs, of course. Um, a lot of times people will feel it the first time, but um, there's, there's a lot of herbs where you do need to take it consistently, and after a month, you can tell things are different. You might not be able to pinpoint it, but you know that something's going on. And so just keep taking them. Mm -hmm. That consistency helps so much. And that's part of why we, like Logan said in the last podcast, we started this company was so that we would be able to take herbs and take them on a consistent basis. Because herbs can be super expensive. And of the best ones, especially some of them, yeah. <laughs> we've looked at some really expensive cordyceps. Right. Like genuine cordyceps collected in the Himalayas are, uh, it's, it's so expensive. Like several times the uh, the weight is, is, is more than gold, <laughs> significantly <laughs> more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's genuine ones, you know, they can be grown on substrates like the cordyceps we offer, which is, uh, you know, in some ways, you know, because of some other problems, lead contamination, other fungus things, maybe even better in that way, at least it's controlled, you know, it doesn't have that wildness to it, so it's definitely lacking in that. Yeah. But, I mean, that so-called techno-grown cordyceps is still really good stuff. It's I'm awesome sure you have stuff. some with that, Eulothera rhodiola, as far as your endurance. Yeah. Some other great ones. Well, we tried to make that mountain blend. <laughs> it did work pretty yeah. well. Got to work on that one some more. Um, yeah, that's pretty much how I got into it. And it works really well for running, and mm -hmm. I know it works really well for anything else. Right. So uh, what are your favorite herbs today? Would you still say the same thing? I would say, well, I would throw Tomcat all in there. I never... I don't know if you have, but I've never tried that outside of when we first started looking into it. I don't think I have, no. Yeah, and I always wanted to because I just you hear so much good stuff about it, and it seemed like it was so powerful, and I always felt a little drawn to it um, that way. So, yeah, Tonka is really strong <laughs> stuff, and uh, I am... So hooked on that <laughs> for like ever. It, I was writing about this. I've been doing lots of research and studying and writing and experimenting around the idea of testosterone. One of the things that I came to sort of the conclusion of is uh, I'm not naturally high in testosterone. In fact, I might be uh, what was called a lifelong testosterone insufficiency. And you I have this, what? You have that? Possibly. I'm. I'm guessing that I do. Well, I think a lot of guys. Yeah. Well, the, because of our day and age, but I'm also the the third child, oh, yes, not spaced very long. Like it, I, I was saying this in the last one, you know, compared to them, I look a little different. Um, so not as much nutrition, some different other factors. But based on how I was as a kid, based on the fact that I'm not a hairy individual, which that does seem to be linked to oh. testosterone, like hair on chest, which I have none. Uh, that sort of thing. And when I went through puberty, like I had a couple of hairs come out of my armpits and that's about it. And it took a while. And your balls still. <laughs> my balls have dropped. Those are fine. <laughs> but no, that's actually another thing. The balls not dropping that has to do with testosterone. 
so uh, not not being like a naturally high testosterone guy, even though I'm trying to do the strength stuff and be successful and everything, uh, didn't come easy to me. I feel like I have really only this year working with these herbs quite a bit more in the past couple of years, but really actually felt what it's like to have testosterone around what should be normal levels, normal high. I don't know exactly what they are, but yeah. uh, based on the feelings around that, like it's, it's significantly different than it used to be. That's, that's what I can say. <laughs> testosterone is so important. Yeah. So for normal functioning. Yeah. We'll probably do some podcasts just around that. Have a lot more information because got a lot of I was stuff to I share. know, I was just gonna say because you're like I feel like I'm at the normal level and you gotta throw um, a little asterisk in there and be like, Well, normal level for today because compared to that to right. even a hundred years ago, we do not uh, right. Yeah, there's a study showing that people have been declining in average. I mean, we have our sort of average range, which is quite a large range for uh, free testosterone from about 300 to 1,000 nanograms per deciliter, however they measure that. Um, maybe that's not the right one. But anyway, the average has been going down over the years. And yeah, it's 100 years ago, it was much higher. Uh, Tens yeah. of thousands of years ago, who who even knows what that was actually years, like? Yeah, yeah. Like natives. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was reading one guy, and he was saying that he, his guess it was probably like two to three thousand. Yeah, I, that doesn't surprise me because I heard a hundred years ago from this one guy I was talking to who I need to research this more. But even like a hundred years ago, he was saying the average was twelve, thirteen hundred. Yeah. And that's it so who really sense. knows. Yeah. And here, here's the thing: everyone is individual, so you got to find what works best for you, and that may change over time. It will but, change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the yeah, what I'm saying here is, you know, having started pretty low and really kind of felt like I was low, even without knowing this information. Now, using these herbs, I felt like I've gained more of my manhood back. <laughs> we got to get you some of those creams. To try. <laughs> Well, really happens. <laughs> okay. Um, so, what would you, um, what, what, what do you think as far as the direction of the company where we're going in the next year or so, uh, let's or see. further? We have a. I like where we're at right now because we we got out a lot of single herb products. We mm -hmm. have some formulas. I really like that we have variety now that we can offer to people. Uh, oh, one thing I want to say about our formula is that this will probably be a topic of an article or something that we don't have conventional formulas. Um, and I was kind of thinking about, well, I, we don't have like Chinese medicine formulas or uh, Ayurvedic formulas. I mean, a couple things like we have the black shilajit with trifala, which has been used, but really we're coming up with new formulas uh, based on our research and by no means have, do we have like extensive experience in herbalism and everything? But really, if you think about what people are trying to achieve in this day and age, because it's far different than what was going on in China 6,000 years ago. Not to say those formulas aren't good, right? But uh, we may need something a bit different, especially when we're doing this. And you, you couldn't really have the same sort of formulations where we have Chinese with Ayurvedic herbs or adding in some Western herbs, certain combinations that may be even more powerful. Um, you certainly, you know, every ecosystem for the most part is going to have its own herbs for certain things, but yeah. 
There is a bit of it to globalize it. Yes. Right there. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tomcat Ali does seem to be the most powerful in this regard. Haven't seen anything quite like it. Uh, there's definitely other great men herbs everywhere around, but haven't had something quite like Tomcat. <laughs> no, I think it does go back to potency. The Tomcat was sourced. Is extremely, extremely potent. potent. That, that was an interesting thing that I was thinking about, seeing how uh, concentrated it is. It doesn't seem like other herbs are concentrated, but not nearly as much. So would you see that same sort of effect off of some other herbs if they're concentrated yeah. in the same so, way? You know how we were talking about cordyceps and the price of the ones we were looking at were for one kilo, like in the thousands. And... Um, you don't need to take that much of that stuff, mm -hmm. and it will be really, really strong. There's a reason. So even though it costs so much, you are getting more bang for your buck. And that's kind of where we see, like, with the Tomcat we sell, it's pretty reasonably priced. Five weeks. Is it five weeks? Ten weeks. Yeah. It's ten weeks. For 40 bucks? To me, that's not that much money. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so the company. Um, I would say a lot more of the same, probably. <laughs> Just more and more. More formulas, more. We'll be. We're actually loosening up our positions a little bit, and so we should be able to get you guys a lot more information soon. Yeah, that is our goal to have uh, even more articles along with this podcast being weekly. Uh, so providing a lot of information, you know, around the herbs, but also around the herbs, covering other stuff. And like we said, you can't just take the herbs. You can do that, but, you know, when you bring in the lifestyle changes, the different training, whatever you're trying to accomplish, then you bring that all together. You get that synergistic effect. Everything's much better at that point. Yeah. And we'll, uh, here's one thing. We'll be visiting our suppliers starting next year. And have more information around that. Have more information on that, and uh, we'll we'll see where the information goes. We all do slightly different things. Logan's really into the physical culture stuff, and he can bring in a lot of information that way. Uh, we've both kind of been trying to get the naturalist stuff. Uh, maybe me a little more so. Uh, <laughs> maybe well, some wilderness yeah. survival. Primitive survival stuff soon. Learn all the skills, and I will. I want to bring that stuff to you because I think, to me, that's really important. And I feel that to a lot of people, they would like to have that stuff to be able to survive. And part and herbs are part of that because you're actually <coughs> diversifying your diet, which is a big thing. If you look at what our natives, natives ate or ancestors ate, they had crazy diverse diet with insects which is why i love that we're, we're <laughs> oh looking, there's something coming more insects besides that yeah we're looking at cricket powders and stuff yeah. um so you're diversifying your diet i love ev that every day i'm eating fung a fungus at least one every day i'm eating insects i eat plants and roots that i would not normally get in your normal supermarket it's not the same stuff um, fermented foods, yeah, the bacteria. That's a uh, an idea. Sort of the the lost food groups. Herbs would be one thing because most people, you know, besides maybe some culinary herbs, uh, don't get any of those. Uh, 
fermented foods. All these used to be a big part of everyone's diet. The, the standard American diet, not so much. So you got the, the fermented foods, which is really bacteria for the most part. That's true. Uh, the fungal kingdom, which there's some more uh, basically food type ones as well as medicinal ones, although they all have medicinal properties for sure. Eat you know, your mushrooms. It's really healthy. Know which mushrooms you should be eating, of course. Well, don't, just, don't, don't just eat everyone. <laughs> that, that should hopefully be obvious. Uh, organ meats, right? I think that's kind yeah. of a lost food group in bone bone broths, that bone, sort of thing. Not even yeah. in tendons. It's basically the whole animal right. instead of just focusing on muscles, which is yeah. what we do. Right, which that's one of the interesting things about the insects because generally you eat the whole insect, so you're actually getting all the organs, you're getting the exoskeletons, you got the bones and everything. You know, certain things may not be as digestible, but uh, it's you're getting everything in there, which is why that probably pretty much every insect is a superfood. So all these different things are kind of different superfoods, but really they're natural parts of the human diet. Yeah, and they would be normal parts. Yeah. And they ought to be. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have some information around that. And of course, herbs can be combined with those different things, cooking organ meats mm -hmm. with herbs, uh, using them in ferments. There's uh, lots of opportunity there. And you know, a lot of alcohols used to be made with different medicinal herbs besides just hops, <laughs> which is a medicinal herb, which may not have the best effects for men these days with its estrogenic components. Or for staying awake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the whole thing, right? It gives that sedative quality. It was sort of a conspiracy theorist with the German purity law was to keep more control of the population by making sure that hops was included in all beers as opposed to they used to use all kinds of different herbs, some of which actually may have had androgenic properties. Uh, so that would be... Yeah, we, we, for a long time, we still haven't done this, but uh, we need to get connected beer. with someone that brews, but yeah, pine pollen beer, or as we named it, beer with balls. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's an idea in the works, although I guess anyone well, can remember Well, I'm going to say, if you guys, any of you... If have we have any, a brewer out there, let us know. <laughs> if any of you guys have any recipes with the herbs um, you're taking, we would love to take them and put them in our ebook. Um, or just post on the site as well. Site. Someone just sent in one the other day mixing the shilajit pitch with like raspberry rooibos tea. Rooibos? I hate rooibos. Yeah. <laughs> you said it completely masked the flavor. <laughs> I haven't tried that one yet. Just putting it out there. But yeah, just anything you try and I guess is somewhat good. Let us <laughs> Don't just send us all your failed recipe and culinary experiments. That wouldn't be very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, one thing, so we've kind of talked about performance. You have your running. I have my strength training and physical culture and the tons of different things I do. Um, obviously, the herbs help with performance. One thing we weren't really planning on going to when we started this, like our whole thing was performance, uh, athletic performance, but we've kind of ended up tapping much more into the sort of sexual performance market, oh, yeah. uh, especially around males. Uh, looking to enhance their performance in there. And that's something I learned early in my studies of Chinese medicine with these herbs. Uh, the same herbs that are good for athletic performance are good for sexual performance. And the reason for that is there's an underlying energy foundation behind them that 
really operates on both. It, it's really about that yang energy. You have the yin and the yang, uh, that yang energy, that masculine energy, that sort of driving force. And not only is it athletic and sexual performance, but also like business type of success, having that drive to go out there and create something to put something out in the world. It's all related. And it also actually has to do with testosterone because testosterone is related in yeah, all yeah. these things as well. Testosterone is called the success hormone. It obviously has to do with success. Obviously has to do with athletics. So really it's interesting to see this dynamic working together. So if you have these powerful herbs that work on building this up, then uh, you can sort of apply these benefits across different areas. Yeah, there's a tremendous amount of crossover. And if you really think about sex, it's kind of an athletic event in itself. Absolutely. So, um, and for some, a business as well. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anything that's going to increase your sex is going to increase your athletic prowess and vice versa. Vice versa yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure we'll, we'll do some interviews, bring on some experts in that area, show some different things besides just herbs you can do. Because uh, that's, it's a very interesting area that really, I mean, the way I look at it, there's certain areas in life that everyone should have some interest in, in, and obviously everyone's interested in sex, right? But not everyone really works to sort of optimize that area. And I'm not talking about making it some sort of weird mechanical thing where you got to track <laughs> everything. But, uh, like you know, you, you can, you can do certain things in order to make it better. Who doesn't want better sex? Yeah. And then the other thing is, um, if you believe in evolution and all that stuff, part of the reason you're here is, well, the main reason you're here is to procreate. Right. And so when you are around longer, or when you're having sex and you're fertile a lot longer into your old age and stuff, it's almost like evolution is giving you a longer life because you are usable still. <laughs> If you can think of it that way. So all this stuff will apply to your health years from now. Right. Well, that's that's a really good sign for if you're healthy or not, you know, especially in an older age, because obviously anyone can procreate when they're 20. Just Actually, yeah. no, not anyone can. These day and age, there's so many infertility problems. But, you know, if you have a 70-year-old man that can still get a woman pregnant, he's a pretty healthy 70-year-old man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, he's going to need... Rocking testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. There's a, there's a lot of stuff around that, and I'm sure we'll be exploring that. So I, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We, as before, went off on a lot of tangents here, but just kind of laying the groundwork with some uh, ideas on some things we want to cover in the future, and we'll dive into in much more depth. So once again, be sure to uh, head on over to iTunes, subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already done that and leave us a review if you would let us know what you think uh any ideas make different things you yeah make it better we'll probably be bringing you a bit longer episodes in the future but definitely want to get started somewhere and want to bring this to you before the new year's out uh, yeah and let us know what you guys want to talk to us to talk about because we read a lot of books <laughs> <laughs> yes too many at times it seems. <laughs> yeah so we we're I'd say all of us really are kind of researchers. That's one thing that we enjoy doing, that we like doing. So being able to bring this information to you, uh, we're definitely in the information age and there's a whole lot coming to you. But uh, by having a podcast such as this, um, 
I, I really think we're going to be able to bring you information that you might not otherwise access uh, unless you were looking for it. That's kind of our aim to really open you up to some new paradigms because, I mean, that's where really the big changes come from, the big, hopefully positive changes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Something you hear could end up uh, leading your life in another direction. Hopefully it doesn't kill you. (laughs) (laughs) What we say will hopefully not kill you. (laughs) And I guess on that note, it's a good way to end the podcast. Thanks everyone for listening. (laughs)